down here in Central Florida. I am your host, Steve Elkins, and this is Off the Beaten Path. Today's date is January 7th, 2024. It's been a full week of news and sound bites and news that is being passed off as real news, much of which I would call the fake news. The time to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent. Please visit the RBN website for great resource articles for provocative insight and share what you have learned. Go to Republic broadcasting.org my email address is off the beaten path steve at gmail.com our call at number tonight is 512-248-8252 well it's nice to be back in the saddle again here 2024 a new year coming and uh, we are here we're in the middle of it uh, we're starting off the year <clears throat> fingers crossed fingers crossed I think 2024 is going to be a major event year, a major event year, both in 24 and in 2025. As in 2025, we're going to see, my prediction, my prediction, a massive, massive death toll related to the COVID shots and vaccines. I've had this conversation many, many times with Dr. Peter McCullough over the last couple of weeks. He agrees with me. We're starting to see the effects now with cancer increases, this and that, autoimmune disorders, cardiac issues. It is starting to kick in now. Those sudden in, sudden deaths just happen all the time now, and uh, it's going to be hard to cover that stuff up after a while. You're going to have over, you know, just overflooded bodies at morgues, at funeral homes. You're going to have. Uh, you're actually going to have that refrigerator truck behind the hospital to store the bodies. They're going to try to figure out some system here of how we can get these bodies to the morgue without everybody going. Geez, there's a big giant uh, refrigerated truck outside uh, this funeral home, and then somebody takes their phone out. Of, thank goodness we have people with cell phones, and they take their cell phone out and they start to videotape all these bodies being unloaded from a refrigerator truck going inside the funeral home. It's going to be amazing, and you can't cover this stuff up. Now, I was sick last couple, uh, I'm going to say up to two weeks now, and uh, I did miss the New Year's Eve show I had planned on, and uh, it was a show more to include you as, as the listening audience to talk about predictions for 2024. Any topic on the table, we'll talk about it. Uh, it was going to be your day, your show. It didn't happen. Uh, due to the illness, um, this is this is a beef I have, and I and I've ma- I think I've stressed this enough times with my wife. She probably could uh, do the song and dance now. I said I've heard it a couple of times, but I have an issue with people who come to sick, come to work sick. Uh, a wife works in an office in medical, and uh, let's just say if you have one ill person coming into an office, uh, the other seven members of the office will pick up the illness at some point in time. I have an issue with these people 
that think they're just so needed. I am so needed. This operation needs me. I'm sick, but I'm coming in. I'm a soldier. I'm going to stay in the fight. I'm going to come to work, and I'm going to infect. I'm going to infect the entire office here. They're vectors, and I get really, really irritated when people do that. They come to work sick, and you know what it actually takes? It takes a good boss, an intelligent boss, to understand if I lose my office, I lose productivity. We don't get anything done. Anybody who has to stay behind, who is, who's not sick for some reason, doesn't get sick, ends up getting a bur- bigger workload, more work given to them. And then when they all finally trickle back into the office again, uh, you know, we have to catch up. We have to catch way behind on productivity. And then the stress placed on them for loss of productivity. I have an issue with people like this. They just, I've got to come to work. I'm sick, hacking, coughing. And uh, it's, it's even when you take care of yourself and you do the right things, diet, but you're breathing all this, this stuff in the air. They're blowing out. They're sneezing. They're snotting everywhere. And you get it. And, uh, and then you simply pass it on to everybody. And my wife's office lost like five people of seven. Of course, the, uh, the vector stayed in the office, and he rode out that storm, sick as, it, as he was. But uh, it takes a good boss to recognize that, hey, you're going to infect the rest of my staff. Get the heck out of here. What are you thinking? You know, it's, this is just common sense stuff. When you're sick, stay home. You know, and, and people don't. They just think, oh, they need me. They need me. So I, I do want to stress that uh, I do have my health protocols that are available, and you can give me a call. Actually, I'm uh, on my email here, off the beaten path, Steve at gmail.com. Send me an email over. I'll send you all the protocols. I'm lucky I used the protocols because what I did luck out in is that it did not settle in my chest, mainly head. It was just weird, and I called my doctor friend, and I gave him my symptomology, and he, I said, what is it? Well, it's not the flu. You don't have the aches and pains and stuff like that, and it hasn't dropped in your chest. Are you coughing up any sputum, anything color? No, not really. It's just all clear stuff. And I'm doing the sinus irrigation, just clear, just clear. And almost as soon as I clear the sinuses, they start to fill up again, or at least the, the impact of the inflammation of the sinuses start to fill up again, and I, I can't breathe out my sinuses. So uh, they don't know what it is. And nobody has an idea what this stuff is called, and it's probably something released out of some laboratory. I don't know, but it's something new, and... Uh, I've been working very hard on my health, and that's for 2024, is to improve my health, you know, and I'm doing all I can here. Like I said, I, my protocols saved me from getting this in my chest. If I had this in my chest, I guess I'd have, I'd have that Chinese white lung then, wouldn't I? Which is also known here in America as a, a double pneumonia. Uh, so that's a situation I would have had, but I don't have. So I guess uh, my protocols did work in some way. It did not get to my chest. And little by little, it just kind of... Uh, Kind of got better and better. Still not over the hump here. I did do a radio show on Friday, my jazz show. I just needed to get back in the saddle here. And I threw a little politics in. I'm not really, sure, really supposed to do that probably, but I did. I did a plug for Airbnb. I was, I do that once in a while. I throw plugs in for Airbnb. Anybody's interested in talk radio, you know, the network. we got a lot of good guys out there like to pitch the network. But uh, I threw in, uh, I'm about 95.4% back. And uh, I said, I don't know if you get that, understand that percentage. Well, that was the percentage you were given with uh, with Pfizer giving you and Moderna giving you that your this their shot, their COVID shot was 95.4%. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's about where I am, 95.4%. But uh, 
And uh, I threw that in. I, I didn't hear anything negative about it yet. Not yet. Uh, my boss is pretty cool. I mean, he gets it. He finally gets it. I think he understands this whole COVID thing a little bit. He's understanding now it was fraud. Uh, it just took a long time for a lot of people. But anybody really sharp in the medical field, and I'm not calling myself a genius, but people that are in the field should have picked up on many signs of fraud. You know, the super spreader, asymptomatic super spreader, and you have to take it, but you don't have to take it. And millions coming into the country illegally don't have to take it. But uh, everybody in this hospital, you have to take it. And, you know, it's there's certain things that should have been a red flag to, to say, hey, something doesn't smell right here. Something is rotten in Denmark. Something's rotten here in the U.S. And uh, they should have woke up much faster. They are waking up now, and corporations are not pushing the shots anymore. They're not even pushing the mass now because – they realize the science, the real, real science is out there. And if you look a little bit for it, you'll find it and you'll find out that uh, everything you were pretty much everything you were told from the government, the other alphabet agencies, uh, CDC, you know, FDA, everybody was all in cahoots on this. Where my mom likes to use that word cahoots. I, I don't know if that's a, a German thing or what cahoots are all in cahoots. But uh, that's the situation we were in. Um, what else? We we got so much stuff going on here. I do want to I do want to poke a little fun and laugh. You know, I always like to pick on government percentages. I love government percentages uh, because we I know and you probably do recognize them as as bogus and BS. And many of them they are, and they have an agenda attached to them to fool you into believing. Wow. Uh, you either go in this direction or you go in this direction, but we're fooling you. And uh, so now this is our. This is like a chess game. I'm moving my, my moving this uh, this piece right here, and you're moving this over here, and it's a chess game. Poll numbers are a chess game. But the one I have to laugh at at the most, actually, it's changed twice. At first, it was uh, thrown up at you. Actually, the first one was thrown at us at 400% increase in anti-Semitism since the Israelis were attacked. That's that big surprise attack, the big surprise attack that Israel didn't know what was going on. I guess they turned off all their satellites. They turned off their defense systems. They just, oh, I'm taking a nap here. I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God, we're being attacked. You know, throwing st stones at us, rocks, and, uh, oh, they got some rockets, but they're like bottle rockets to us. We laugh at them. We look at them and say, those are rockets. By the way, where'd you get those anyway? You know? But uh, to, to claim they had no idea, of course, we found out later on, uh, I think about a year prior, that they had intelligence re reveal that uh, there was going to be a significant attack on Israel. So, you know, well, we got to let something happen. This is like the this is the false flag that governments carry out. They they allow their citizens to be victims, horrific, horrific victims. And then they simply say, now we have reason to do this. And then they go on launch their wars or whatever they're going to do. So pretty much that's what we had happen there. I mean, the whole idea that Israel just, we were surprised they just attacked us. And you're so flipping damn stupid. If I, well, You think we're going to believe that? I mean, come on. But I figured out the math on it. Went from 400. They changed it back and forth. 385, 388, 3, uh, 400. But uh, I think they're sticking with 388 because now the TV commercial is throwing that up all the time. You know, anti-Semitism has increased by 388%. 388%. Do you remember that number I just told you? 388%. Yes, that's anti-Semitism. It's increased this country. Really, I never noticed it. Huh. 
You know, a 388% an increase in anti-Semitism in this country. I should be able to walk out my doors and see it, for God's sakes. I should be seeing swastikas everywhere. I should be seeing uh, billboards. I should be seeing people holding signs, I hate Israel, I hate Jews. You don't see it. I don't see any of that. What I do see are college protests of students who are standing by Palestine, not Hamas, not Hezbollah, by the people of Palestine. What I figured out is how they get their numbers. Now, this is a very simple thing here. It's kind of a, a government thing. It was a government program a while back. They tried to shove it at our kids in school. It was called Common Core. Common Core. Do you remember it? Uh, yeah, it came and went, and thank God it did, but it was stupid. It's stupid. But what they've taken is Common Core math and uh, a lot of lies and a lot of government BS and tweaking this and tweaking that. And basically what they've come up with is that your 388% comes from, you're going to love this, how did they get 388? Wow, it's, a, it's, a, it's not 385, it's not 386, 388 is that they counted the number of people that went to a pro-Palestine rally, which is anti-Israel, which is anti-Semitic. They gave each one of those people at the protest 1%, 1%. You are 1%, you're 1%, you're 1%. Hey, we're up to 388 people at this protest. We got 388%. That's how we did it. That's how we did it. That's my theory because this number is huge and it can't be validated by anything you see. The old saying, remember, seeing is believing. Seeing is believing. God believe. It's true. Seeing is believing. You can't see 388 out there. So if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Sure, there's always a small percentage of people that hate somebody. I hate this. I hate this. Uh, to, at what level do you really hate it? You know, that, that's a that's a good question to say about anti-Semitism or anti-anything or hating blacks or or Jews or hating uh, Hispanic people, Mexicans. Uh, at what level do you call it hate that you would call it? You know, anti this or like anti-Semitism. At what level would you call that? And I think that's what. Claudine Gay got herself caught in the uh, the politics of language and definition. Uh, I mean, she has her other issues. We'll talk about that here in a sec. But at what point do you say that's that's deadly? That's really hateful. And uh, well, I I think you're going to see a lot more of it. And I'm sure they're going to tweak it and make it sound like you hate uh, Hispanic people, Mexican people. You hate these people. You hate this people. Why? Well. Um, maybe it's hate, maybe it's a strong dislike. You know, when people invade my country and break my laws to come into this country and just think they can come in and grab tax dollars, my tax dollars, to improve their lifestyle and bring mine down, I don't like you. And I get to a point where I hate you now, okay? I think that's a common response. I think that's a natural response to hate somebody who brings down your quality of life but improves theirs and then thumbs uh, gives you a thumb in the eye to saying, ha, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Huh? Huh, gringo? What are you going to do about it? I get pissed. And if you want to see, uh, see discrimination increase in this country, then keep rewarding people for illegal behavior. And I guarantee you, you're going to have your flipping race war that you want. You're going to have it. It's coming. Just keep rewarding the criminals and make you pay for it.
This time, this time that we're living in right now, I can't stress this enough. You have no law enforcement to be there when you need them. So you know what that means? Don't forget your Second Amendment rights, people. Do not forget them. And your freedom of speech, keep it, man. Uh, it's not a privilege. It is your right. It is your freedom. The Constitution is a standing document, okay? The Constitution and the Bill of Rights is a standing document. It is not a living document. A living document means that it changes and mutate and, and like evolution over time, it might change the wording and the definitions. You got these woke people out there who are redefining our English language. Now, we saw this long, long ago, long ago, starting off with one word, gay. Gay back in the 20s, 30s was happy. It's happy, happy and gay. Oh, no. It's not an adjective anymore. It has become a noun. And now let's see what else we can tweak with and make words. Rainbow. Oh, what a, what a beautiful rainbow. Oh, I just love a good rainbow. I don't anymore. Because they've taken a word, they've changed it to their liking for their agendas. Uh, 2024, it's going to be interesting, people. Buckle up, man. It's going to get interesting. I can say, you know, with good, with honesty that I said last year, and I, I'll probably up it and increase it this year. I, I plan on it. I plan on it. That I am going to increase my intolerance. Intolerance, not my tolerance. I never, I'm not really a tolerant person. Because you know what tolerance really means is you're actually putting up with something you don't agree with. Well, I'll just put up with it. What the heck? Make him happy. I'm not going to make a stink. I'm not going to be verbal about it. I'll just let them get what they want. And you know what? They'll be happy and go away. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. That's not how it works at all. You give them tolerance, and then they add something on next. They add something on again and said something on again and again. They keep going on with it. The camel keeps moving. Throw something else on its back. Well, I think we're all pretty much tired of tolerance. It's time to throw a little intolerance in there and uh, say, I'm not going to put up with you more. I'm going to be vocal. I'm going to be vocal. You know, the time is to be vocal is now. Silence is implied consent. Be the thorn. Be the thorn, man. You know, dude, just don't don't take this anymore. I'm, I'm not going to increase my my intolerance. It, it, you know, it may land me in jail. I don't care. I don't care. Standing up for the right things is uh, that would be an honor badge to me to say, you know, I'm standing on the corner and somebody gets me for trespass because I have a sign about pointing out the corruption of this U.S. government here and the FBI and everything else. And uh, you can't you can't say these things. Yes, I can. I can say them. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't care. I don't really care. Uh, I'm not going to be violent at this point. I do believe we may have to use fire with fire to beat these people. But, well, we'll say that for the end. Uh, I'm strong. I, I will I will fight the good fight. No doubt about it. I will fight the good fight. But there you go. That's how you got your 388%. Giving 1% to every, every uh, volunteer, every person that participated in the uh, the rally. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, Christmas spending here a little bit before we go into our break. I haven't heard my music yet. I don't know. Sam, are we skipping it? I don't care. That's fine. We can. Uh, I talked about it last year. I think I've talked about it for the last couple of years. I came up with it. It's an index, a an economic retail index specifically for Christmas. I called it the refuse. Refuse as in garbage and debris. 
and the packaging, everything, the refuse index for Christmas. And uh, as uh, as I thought, as I proposed last year and this year and several years earlier, that uh, I, I monitor, I watch the day after Christmas to see how much refuse those trash cans have. We'll get right back to it. Glad to be here. Glad to be back in the saddle again here. It's Sunday night live, and this is Off the Beaten Path. Be right back. you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Kilad Atzman says the essence of Jewish power is the ability to prevent the discussion of Jewish power. Jewish power requires anybody in politics to understand it and know about it, but never talk about it. My awakening really sums up with the very best evidence, the facts and the truth about race, and the fact that race drives history, and the truth about the Jewish question. The younger you get, the greater the percentage of people who identify as alphabet soup, you know, LGBTQRS. This woman, she's like, oh yeah, I identify as a koala two years ago, and I'm like, what? A koala? What? Maybe if it was quickie koala, that might be cool, but otherwise, I don't know. How about an inward pass? Have you ever received an inward pass from any of your black friends? Biden invited a drag queen to come for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act. It's the Respect for Anal Sex Act. So, yeah, I mean, let's, let's just call it like it is. The Patrick and Jeremy Show, Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central.
get back to my uh, holiday predictions here. It's called the Christmas Refuse Index. I came up with it a couple years ago. I think I threw it, threw it at John one time. And he thought, well, that's that's interesting. I never thought about that. Well, you know the old saying, seeing is believing. Seeing is believing. So did you see uh, the trash cans uh, full to the top and barely barely uh, able to close? Or were they, were they open a little gap because there was so much debris, refuse in there from the packaging and the boxes and everything? Uh, no. Again, this year, nothing. Uh, it's really not much at all. Uh, I remember as a kid that uh, we – we had a great life. I, we, a lot of us, we all got lots of Christmas presents, you know, and our trash cans were much smaller back then. For some reason, they were really small. But uh, then you could put extra bags on the side of your garbage can, and they would take like four or five extra bags on top of your garbage can. <clears throat> and uh, this garbage truck would have to come back twice, come back that one day, and then the next day I'd come back again and pick up all the, the trash from Christmas because there it was, it was a bumper Christmas. Everybody had everything they wanted, you know. And uh, now you don't see that anymore. You don't see that anymore. Um, selective buying, people are, are, you know, they're they're hurting. They are. They're having problems with the money issues. Uh, you know, buying groceries and buying gasoline to get to your work are, are very important. Groceries are just amazing. Uh, <clears throat> I went shopping today. A couple ingredients I needed. I paid 86 cents for a green bell pepper. Oh, God, a green bell pepper. If you uh, you know anything about gardening, which I do gardening, and I'm starting my garden right now, actually. I'm doing tomatoes right now. And I'm tilling and adding a lot of compost and getting it all ready here for my winter garden. And um, I just, I'm big on gardening. But uh, 86 cents, <clears throat> that's that's amazing. That's ridiculous. 86 cents for one green bell pepper. But uh, <clears throat> if you opened up one of those green bell peppers, and I do this a lot of times, I... I have a seed catalog, and I've got tons and tons and tons of seeds. And I share with my friends who are into the same things that I am and, you know, providing for your family yourself. So I take out uh, one bell pepper, and I'll slice it up, and I'll take the seed package out of the middle. And uh, you count the seeds out, and you've got approximately 200 seeds with every with every uh, vegetable like that uh, that bears seeds. Uh, and you just – 200. You can imagine that, opening up your bell pepper, pulling out your seeds – and uh, I've got 200 seeds in there, and it's two, you know, almost 200 bucks if you go by their pricing at the at grocery store. So, you know, a lot of seeds are the same way. I save all the seeds. I categorize them. I date them. <clears throat> I keep them in a nice dry area. And then when it's time to plant, I don't have to worry about looking for seeds. I don't, I don't want to get uh, GMO seeds. I don't want them to slide those in. Uh, so I just simply pull out my own seeds, and I've been doing this for years now. So, and like I said, we share them with other people. And I think in the future, it really looks bright for the barter system. Uh, I like the barter system. My next-door neighbor's got chickens, and I get eggs, and I trade this for this. And it, It's just a mutual agreement. I share, you share, and we're, we're good neighbors. This is actually truly a neighbor I have next door. On the other side, not a neighbor. I, these neighbors that just moved in, <clears throat> I want nothing to do with them. Both of them in the prison system are guards, and I realize that they use the prison convict psychology on me and to get what they wanted from me. And now that I helped them move into their house and I did all these nice things for them to get them into their house, they just kind of say, well, we don't need that guy anymore. So I've come to that point where I don't need you either. So they aren't neighbors. They are the people that live next door. That's how I refer to them. And we want nothing to do with them. So, yeah, the sad part is I move out to the country for peace and quiet and I get a neighbor like that. (laughs) Stay tuned. More to come. Thank you.
You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. The secret to aging like fine wine is in the vines. Syrah grape seeds and skins contain high levels of flavonoids and resveratrol. Fermentation breaks these organic compounds down into smaller molecules, penetrating these therapeutic ingredients deeper into the skin, delivering faster and more effective results. Our handmade fermented skincare products are formulated with all natural ingredients and do not contain any phthalates or parabens. Similar products can cost as much as $180. At Natural Earth Medicine, we source our ingredients from local Arizona vineyards and cold process our oils to ensure that our customers receive the highest quality product in its purest form. Learn more at our website and try our fermented skincare products today. Visit naturalearthmedicine.com. That's naturalearthmedicine.com. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee. And I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee. And after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good. And uh, every time I came back, uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it, and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee... You have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10.
you back to the uh, Christmas refuse index again. We they did not score. Uh, we got to see some store closures, no doubt about it. Announced very, very soon store closures, uh, laying off of people, so Bidenomics is is not working. It, isn't it amazing that they can even use the word created, pulled out of thin air here, Bidenomics as a, as a plus, as an accolade that we are doing so great we can actually call ours. It's in like Reaganomics. Uh, this is not Reaganomics. This, this is quite the opposite. Uh, Reaganomics was deregulation. And uh, we were doing pretty good in manufacturing what we had left, and uh, everything was going well. And uh, you don't have that now. So Bidenomics really is not a plus. It's not a, an accolade. It's a negative. It's a very, very bad thing. It's, done a, it's been a very bad thing for the majority of Americans. Oh, well, you got a handful of people that are making a lot of money because it's corruption. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. The Dan Crenshaw thing got me all worked up this week here. And uh, old, old Patch Adams there, Patch. Uh, he he talks a good game as he's honest, and I'm a Republican. I have high standards and anything, but uh, he's he's got this new philosophy now. If you can't beat him, you join him. And the stock market, we'll talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> but store closures are coming, layoffs are coming. It's not going to be pretty. It's going to be very very ugly, ugly. But in the situation of Christmas shopping, you know, most people were uh, they were on a tight budget, tight budget. You have a lot of kids, you know, that's it adds up. If your food's adding up, you know, everything else is pretty much adding up, too. And there's less <clears throat> for the uh, Christmas holidays to spend for the children now. So we're cutting it back this year, kids. Sorry. You're going to have to make do with what you get. And I mean, you really shouldn't complain anyway. You know, it's uh, <clears throat> it's not really your birthday. You know, it's Jesus' birthday, not yours. You're just kind of on the coattail of getting some presents for Jesus' birthday. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, you're not giving anything, are you? No, you know, you're just simply receiving the opposite of the uh, the Christmas holiday, the, the, the gifts offered to Jesus, the baby Jesus. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's not it's not a good situation, the, the problem. Credit cards, actually, uh, we came out with this uh, just the other day saying that, I think it was MasterCard saying that they were uh, – Oh, here it is. Holiday US, U.S. holiday sales below forecast grew less compared to last year. MasterCard statement there. So you get situation of people that say, well, we're uh, the economy's bad. We're going to have fun anyway. We are going to rack it up. We're going to rack up our bills and wait for the economic collapse and the creation of the digital currency system here and erasing our debts, erasing our debts. And starting over. I mean, how many people actually think that? I've seen people who went who went bankrupt before, who've done this. They knew they're going to go bankrupt, and they just simply actually had a neighbor do this in California and lost his house and everything. He didn't care. He had a house here. He had a house there, but he was going to lose this house. And so what he did? He just racked up the bills. He just had a great Christmas, buying everything he wanted for his kids. Who cares about the bill? It's not. It's going to be. I'm filing bankruptcy and. Um, and they're not going to be able to get anything from me. So he had a great Christmas. I wonder how many people actually have that logic, that that th- that thinking of uh, live it up, have fun, and don't worry about it because I'll uh, I'll just simply we're going to file bankruptcy. So well, I, I screw my red credit credit up for seven years. Who cares? Who cares? In seven years it'll come back and I'll start over again. Waiting for the uh, the economic collapse, the end of the fiat currency, and the establishment, the beginning of a digital currency. Wipe away my debt. Probably the same kind of people that actually wanted their student loan debts just wiped and erased also. Could be the same people. And uh, 
I don't know. It's crazy stuff. But uh, I've always been taught to be fiscally responsible. Don't go beyond my means. And I never have. And uh, I'm not one of those people that uh, gambles, I guess. Uh, Americans are gamblers. I, I mean, you think about they really are. They gamble on everything. They gamble on their safety, their health. They eat wrong. And uh, they gamble on their finances and act like they're always going to have a job, never going to have a problem. There's not always going to be a paycheck there for me. And, uh, well, it turns out that uh, other people have other agendas, which may influence your economic situation here. And uh, next thing you know is I'm going to have a job. Can't pay the mortgage, can't pay the car payments. We have two. I have a kid in college. You have to come home now and go to community college or sit out a year or two. And uh, we'll wait for the repossessors, come for the cars, and wait for the bank notices. They stack up a couple months, and then they say, well, um, we're taking your house back for foreclosure. Uh, that's the situation you look at. Uh, this is not a good situation. America is not uh, healthy. Uh, economically does not help. The Americans are struggling. And uh, the sad part about it is that these people that we put into office, I won't say we all, I did not, but at some point in time I did vote at one time, uh, these politicians don't feel the pinch. They have no clue, no idea what it feels like. Sean Hannity makes $45 million a year. He walks into, he buys the best cuts, he buys... He can buy filet mignon, and he doesn't care about the, the long ticket. The, oh, yeah, my grocery bill, I don't care. Oh, it's $1,000, not a big deal, but that's, that's just this week. And uh, when you make $45 million a year, you don't really feel the pinch of anything. You don't feel it, and that's where these politicians are. Not only are they getting a nice income, a yearly income, what is it, 175 180000 the money under the table, the perks, the benefits – they don't feel it like you and me. So I get tired when I hear politicians, I'm right there with you. I understand your feelings. I understand your pinch. You don't understand, Jack. You really don't. You don't understand anything. We still look at our checkbooks and said, okay, I'm budging for this and this and this. And we'd like to keep a nest egg so we could retire someday. But these people have these big giant parachute uh, retirement plans and they're vested in everything and the insider trading that they're involved in yes that's right insider trading huge huge problem and nobody wants to stop it let's go to our first caller for the night let's talk to chance in west virginia welcome chance yes hello steve can you hear me i hear you fine you sound good you know you know steve i think that great calling has already started let me tell you what i see here in west virginia since October of 2023 to now, I've seen at least two dozen deaths aged between the early 20s and yep. 60. And this is just in this county alone. Never mind the other 50 counties in this, in this state. And only you know, I, one yeah, head died after a brief sudden illness, and that was a 22-year-old. The rest of us that died. No cause. But isn't it odd people are dropping dead between the age of 22 and 60? Actually, I'll, 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 I'll correct you on that. I'll correct you on that a little bit because my stats are going with uh, between 18 and 42. We're seeing a huge increase between 18 and 42. Um, maybe somebody's increased it to 60-something, but... Uh, 18-year-olds, uh, one of my friends who's a doctor I talk to a lot, and we compare notes, and he gives me data. He's he's doing a lot of research on the side. His own research, he has to keep it kind of quiet, but uh, 
He's finding 18-year-olds coming in with a lot of myocarditis. He had a, he had a an 18-year-old, an athlete. He was a basketball player. And I'm trying to get him on the show to talk about his experience. He's in really bad shape. He actually had to have a pacemaker put in at 18 years old. This well, shot, like the said, booster. Steve, I've never seen this here. In no, all the years I haven't I've either. Here, at least two dozen people between, like I said, 22 up to 60. After 60, I don't really pay much attention, but God knows if the shots caught up with them, too. But, right, right. But I find it very strange how people are dropping dead, about two dozen, since October, mm-hmm. last October, between 22 and 60. I've never yeah. seen this before. Yeah, and you know what's it's funny is that in the obituaries, they uh, it's like it's like they're whatever you put in. I guess they're, they're supposed to print up anything, everything, anything you hand them. They're supposed to print up in your obituary. But I see a lot of these, uh, you know, no cause of death or no indication you can figure out. But then you start to look at the, you know the, the the entire obituary and you realize you know they were active, they were doing this and this, and they may even show a picture. And there's no reference to cancer. It just suddenly, it just died suddenly. They went to bed and they died suddenly. In the Lord's arms, in the Lord's arms the next day. And, uh, you know, there's there's little indications that, well, this was really, this really caught us off guard. And then right away I speculate. And I, a lot of times I'll send something over to Dr. McCullough. And I said, another vax death. And he comes back with, yep, you're damn right. Another vax well, death, see, no doubt see, about it. I read, I read these obituaries of the younger people thoroughly yeah. to see if yeah. at the end they say, in lieu of flowers, please yeah. send money to a heart foundation. I don't see that. Uh, I yeah, don't see yeah. that. Yeah. I don't see any hint that they died of any kind of natural disease. Yeah. And yeah. that's what strikes me odd. Like I said, two dozen people since October. I have never seen this yeah. since I've been yeah. here. Well, yeah, I think I told you a long time ago, early on in my career, uh, I remember I lost two friends. One was a friend, was an acquaintance friend, uh, from SADS. And SADS, back when uh, in the 80s, when I started into the medical field, uh, was sudden arrhythmia death syndrome. And that's what we're looking at, sudden arrhythmia death syndrome. But they want to call it sudden adult, adult death syndrome. And uh, it's just that you can go to bed and not wake up anymore. And they don't want to refer to it anyway in the cardiac reference because then they're, they're going to say, well, that would then associate with a COVID shot or a booster because we've been push- pushing this. It uh, has big cardiac events, uh, you know, consequences. And so we can't have that. So like, we can't go with the arrhythmia death syndrome anymore. Uh, we'll call it sudden adult death syndrome. And etiology is unknown. We have no idea what causes oh, it. So it's just death, so sudden death is natural, I suppose, right? It, it is now. That's why they came up with the acronym, changing sudden arrhythmia death syndrome to sudden adult death syndrome. They had to have something to fall back on without bringing association to a COVID shot or a booster. That's exactly why they did it. Well, like I said, those two dozen deaths, of early age is just in this county alone. Just this mm-hmm. county alone. Yeah. So I would suggest yeah. people uh, take a gander at their obituaries and see if they see an odd yeah. pattern. And that's all I got yeah. to say. Take care now. You got it. No, that's, uh, that's a good observation. And I guess it's going to be hard to cover all that up once uh, once it really starts to roll and the death toll starts to rise up very fast. Hey, you're going to see death toll go up, rise up. I have... By 388%. I, I, I think, I theorized 388%. It just came to me, uh, probably. 
But uh, no, you, you're going to have a hard time covering that one up to say, oh, it's just their time. The Lord has taken them. It's their time. Uh, no, there's there's a causation here. There's a causation here. And it's really not too hard to figure out. Like I said, you go back to uh, the beginning, the rollout of the COVID shots and the boosters, and then you start to see the problems arise coming forward. And now it's actually been uh, acknowledged by the CDC that uh, – there's a association with myocarditis now, but they're still pushing the government, still saying that they'll say that, but then they still push the shots and boosters makes no sense um, of how they get away with this. And, and then, like I said, at some point in time, uh, the death toll will be so high. It'll just be in your face and it will affect a lot of us. A lot of people, you know, maybe in your family or your friends, you're going to say, wow, that uh, that came on fast. We didn't see that one coming. And they'll put it all together to see what's the causation. COVID shot, COVID booster. Phone lines are open, 512-248-8252, I forgot to ask Chance. He's always a big caller in the network. I wanted to see if he had any uh, predictions for 2024. Anybody out there got predictions? Anything you think is going to happen? Maybe good. It'd be nice to hear some good news. Uh, Or you think something bad or horrific is going to happen. Let's think into that mindset there. Let's talk about what just happened a couple days ago, and that's a uh, another shooting, another, I, I assume it looks very similar to a false flag shooting in Iowa. 17-year-old male, really uh, motive, I don't know, was he bullied on? I don't know. Comes in, shoots uh, one child, I think it was a six-year-old. How does it, how does, he was not in high school, so he went into a grade school, I guess, and shot up in grade school. But it kills one six-year-old and shoots seven others. And, of course, in a false flag event like that, one of those CIA or one of those FBI mental programming you know, killings is uh, the shooter always kills himself. And he, the shooter did kill himself, as usual. Uh, you know, killer kills himself. Wow, we can't talk to anybody about that. We can't uh, interrogate him. We can't find out anything about what his motive was because, well, he's been programmed to do what he's supposed to do. He's carried out the mission, and then probably in the programming, you have to kill yourself, too. You'll be a hero, by the way. He'll be a hero in some aspect, but uh, you carry out the assassination, the killing of children, and uh, the agenda goes forward. You're, of course, attacking your Second Amendment rights. Like I said, people, I, without telling you just bluntly, just you got to protect those rights. Make sure you have what you need. And I think you know what I'm talking about. Make sure you have what you need to defend yourself. Because you call 911, you call the police, and you need them in a minute's time or so, and you won't get them. You won't get them. You won't get them in time, and so you have to be able to take care of yourself, protect yourself and your family. Uh, Big time. Second Amendment, people. Second Amendment. We're we're being invaded. This country is being invaded. Invaded. We don't know when. Who's coming in this country? Have you seen the age? If you watch Real America's Voice... Uh, or a couple of like Newsmax, you'll get these videos. Ben Burkwatt is is an awesome guy. He's bringing us footage all the time from the borders, Eagle Pass, and he's showing us these young men, 18, 20, 22, and they're all coming over and they're unaccompanied by family. Hmm, let me think here. Let me think back. Could that possibly be uh, a militia being formed in the United States of young soldiers being you know, consolidated coming into Texas and then, you know, migrating outwards like a cancer. Is that possible? We're going to get attacked here pretty soon. Uh, my guess is yes. Yes, we are going to have a false flag. We're going to have the enemy within that we allowed in our borders to uh, to come forward and uh, 
throw us in a police state situation here. Let's uh, hold on here. I got to uh, take that out. I hate that. Let's take another caller here. Scott from Nevada. You're on the show. Hello, Steve. Am I on? You are. And we caught that oh, big good. cough. I did that two weeks ago. <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear that little buzz. Okay. Hey, um, I'm the one who sent you that. I'm the one who sent you that lawsuit about the uh, yes, my, yes. My was, yeah, that maritime case. Yep. Yeah, so uh, that's interesting. I don't know how much time I got here. I'll make it quick. No, they, no, no, uh, no, we got time. We got, we got time. We got time. Okay. We, well, we, we filed the we filed the complaint late September, and then they did uh, motions to dismiss. And so I went through their motions to dismiss. I identified what they were not talking about, and then we filed the first amended complaint, and then they filed another set of motions to dismiss. And based on that, I was able to make a list for the judge about what they did not dispute. So our case was good because we told them in advance before the policy went into effect that it was experimental and under... The Nuremberg Code doesn't count, but they codified the Nuremberg Code in the mid-50s, and you'll find it at uh, 45 Code of Federal Regulations, Part 46. So we told them that before it went into effect, and they just shined them on. Well, this is going to be good. But uh, something I've heard recently, I don't know if it's true, but it it probably is because I've been asking around. I've I've read that 30% of Americans know somebody who has died or been injured from the vaccine. Have you heard anything like that? Um, I don't know about that percentage. I can tell you, let me see here. I I can tell you there's a good handful that I know of, uh, and even in my own family. Take it back. Uh, Yes, we have a doctor in our family, a radiologist. He, uh, he has myocarditis. He's in his early 30s. Uh, another one of my my daughter, my my wife's uh, nephews had a, a heart attack at age like 32, 33. Uh, we had a cancer and died. We had a stroke and died within the week of taking the shot. Uh, I, I've known quite a few. Yes, I, and then if not just immediate death or soon after the shots or a booster. Uh, the creation, uh, the, the beginning stages, uh, you, you're diagnosed now with cancer, certain cancer, or their uh, autoimmune disorder, uh, myocarditis, uh, clots, lots of clots. I've, I know lots of clots, and uh, that's probably the biggest one, that myocarditis and a heart attack, a lot of them. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I'm getting the same thing just asking around, so say – the checker at a Safeway market, right? And, and well, I kind of know her, you know, I've seen her over the months and years. And so, hey, did you get a one of those COVID shots? Uh, hell no. And I said, do you know anybody who's been injured? And she goes, oh, yeah, I, I know people who have died from it. Well, I know people who have died from it. And so I'm, I'm just asking not exactly random people. It's, you know, people I, I know or I'm acquainted with. And uh, it's, it's very common that people know somebody who died or is, you know, really, really sick. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something right off the bat. I'll tell you something right off the bat. This is something I picked up very fast. And I, I ask my wife all the time. Uh, and what I'm finding out, even my, my doctor friend in the hospital, this other hospital that I'm not really associated with, but we get, became good friends. And I said, are you asking the question uh, when people come in with 
are they ill? Have you taken a COVID shot or a booster? And he said, yes, and but we're not required to do so anymore. You see, they don't want any track. They don't want any paperwork to acknowledge a pattern of shots and boosters leading to illness and disease. They don't want that. They used to. They used to want it because they were targeting people then who were not vaccinated. So, well, you didn't get your shot and your booster. Well, I ask you, did you take it? No. Oh, well, then you should take it right now. And they, they hit you right then and there to take a COVID shot or a booster. Now they even realize, the hospitals must realize by now, that there's an association between a COVID shot and a booster and illness, especially cardiac Ill issues or clotting uh, issues, uh, things like that of that nature. So we don't require, we pretty much probably ask them, I would assume they asked them, don't ask that question anymore because that leaves a paper trail of causation later on to say, look, COVID shot, booster, illness, you know, or cancer. So they don't require the doctors to say that and ask anymore. So I asked my wife, I said, you ask it? She said, no, it's, you know, or I look at the face sheet for the, the H&P, the health and physical, and I look on their uh, COVID shot. No, 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 they don't ask that anymore. There's, there's nothing there. So there's no, there's no uh, record of it. And that was all done on purpose also to make sure there's no trail to show causation. Uh, okay. L let me tell you two things that came up. So we filed the complaint. They did motions to dismiss, and I knew I had to act quick, and I had to be able to demonstrate that they were experimental for research purposes. And an angel of litigation was over my, sitting on my shoulder. <laughs> and, and here's, I want to tell you two things, and I'll get off the air. One of them was that all of the vaccines were announced in the federal register so that's public notice right, right, right. as uh, investigational drugs not intended for any purpose each one of them the other thing we found on the fdc excuse me the fda and the cdc website we found scott scott, um, scott i'm gonna hold you there hold on scott i'm gonna hold you there Mises is coming in second hour okay, is coming up off the path we'll come right back to scott in nevada stay tuned bye.
would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive! Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my Ease-Off? Go to easeoff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. Easeoff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows too. Ease off LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. This is RBN, the Republic Broadcasting Network.